In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Do you know what the wilderness is? The wilderness is being a pious, sheltered, pure, faithful little peasant girl. 14, maybe 15, maybe 16 years old. In a tiny village where everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everything about everybody. In a culture that always shames and sometimes stones those who have sex outside marriage, into which an angel comes to tell you that you are about to be pregnant with God's child, and asking you if that would be all right, if you are willing to be the Theotokos, the mother of God. Most of you have had a very difficult advent, and there is every chance that for most of you, it is going to get worse before it gets better. You have spent some time this advent beyond the edge of Eden in a place of demons and wild things and scapegoats and sin and death, a place so horrible that it is somewhere beyond words. But this advent, however hard you've been pressed and however far you have been pushed, Whether your wilderness has been named layoff or depression or divorce or death, Mary has just been pushed farther. One of the great joys of the church is learning from those who have gone before us in the faith. As universities honor great professors and corporations mimic great CEOs, The church remembers its great saints who can show us the way home. And St. Mary is one such woman. How does her wilderness work? St. Mary only speaks a couple of times in Scripture, but in this case, less really is more. Today in the Gospel, which you just heard, that is the first time that Mary speaks, and she says... Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. So I will have what he's giving, and I will do what he's asking, and I am very happy to obey. In a world where there is really only one sin, the only real sin is not being able to do what you are told. This is a stunning rejection of the old Adam by the new Eve. So you want me, a virgin, to bear you, a God, into flesh and blood, and let my purity be questioned, and my reputation ruined, and my engagement broken, and my family shamed. Okay. I am a servant of the Lord, so let it be to me according to your word. There it is. I am happy to do whatever you bid me. I am happy to obey. That is the first time Mary speaks in Scripture, and what she says is, I will obey. It is brilliant, is it not? The last time that Mary speaks in Scripture, she says something very similar. 
Do whatever Jesus tells you, John chapter 2. It's best if you do whatever he asks. And there you have the sum of most everything that Mary says in Scripture. She says two things. I will obey and you should obey. You remember that story, I think. It is the wedding at Cana. And at the wedding they have run out of wine, so Mary comes to Jesus and she asks him to keep the party going. She asks Jesus to make more wine, and Jesus asks her not to worry. So she asks the servants to do whatever he says. And then the servants do. Jesus asks them to fill some jars with water and to take it to the steward of the feast, And by the time the steward tastes it, the water has turned to wine. Just like God turned into man at the incarnation, or wine turns into God at the Eucharist. Of course, after that, Jesus goes on to ask those who follow him, his disciples, to do all sorts of strange things, to love their enemies and turn the other cheek, and heal the sick, and visit those who are in prison, and to be generous with the poor. And when they do, it generally works out for everybody. There are failures, of course, in Jesus' ministry. At the end of the story, Jesus dies all alone and unloved on a cross, except for St. Mary and some of the women and St. John. Most everybody that Jesus knew could not finish. Most everybody that Jesus knew could not do as they were told. And so most everybody that Jesus knew ended up choosing the wilderness over the way home to a new Eden. But the good news of Advent is that our Lord never gives up on us. Our our Lord never stops speaking in that sacramental voice that we have heard all Advent long. A sacramental voice, as you remember, is a voice that likes to mix it up with matter. And it does that for our good. It is a voice that comes to stuff and makes things new. A voice that comes to stuff and bears salvation. And so this Advent, the baptizer's voice lowered the stuff of mountains and raised the stuff of valleys and straightened the stuff of crooked roads, making a way to the cross. This advent, the angel's voice, came to the stuff of Mary and made her pregnant. So the angel's words hit her eardrum and then turned south and stirred her heart and took her flesh her very own stuff, and then made her womb the new temple, the new throne for the everlasting son of David, as you heard in the Old Testament reading appointed for this day from 2 Samuel. This Advent, Jesus is still speaking, servant of his Father with a spirit still brooding, over altar, pulpit, and font, his sacramental voice mixing it up with the stuff of water and blood and wine and flesh and body, showing all of you
the way out of your own wilderness. This Advent, Jesus is still speaking to save you from a curse of somewhere beyond words, a place of abandonment that Adam and Moses and Israel and Elijah and the baptizer have already had the good sense to abandon. With his voice, he takes away your sins. And now the only way that they can hurt you is if you take them back. But you should remember this Advent, as always, forgiveness is a beginning and not an end. And so the saints are still beckoning you this way. Follow us, come home, live as a disciple. The question for all of you then this Advent is how you can change. How is it that you can rearrange your own life? How you can keep from wasting this crisis that has become our Advent? It is your good fortune that Mary knows the way, and it is utterly simple for her and for you. I will obey, and you should obey. I will do whatever Jesus tells me. Let it be to me according to your word, and do whatever he says, whether it is filling water jars or hungry mouths or empty souls. You might wonder if you've got the strength for that, especially in such difficult times. But you should remember that you and St. Mary are not that different. It is Advent, so Christ is now inside her, and she is pregnant with hope. But you should always remember that Christ is inside each of you as well. What happens to Mary today on the Feast of the Annunciation, where the angel's sacramental word speaks Jesus into her womb, is precisely what happens to you today at the Eucharist. Like Mary, you will leave here today bearing Christ in your body. And that is the thing that makes all the difference. Of course you can block it. You can leave here and block it all with your can'ts and your won'ts. But don't. This is your chance to say with St. Mary, I am happy to do as you say. So Advent is almost over now, and it would be best if you did not waste this crisis. Most of you have far less money and far less status than you did just a year ago. And so the good news is, it will be far less difficult to rearrange your lives. Maybe God is trying to tell you something, to lead you somewhere, and to use you in some new way. Advent is not a time for stumbling through the desert just to get someplace a little more tolerable. Advent is a complete reorientation toward a star and a manger and a cross and a tomb and then toward a sweet and hopeful and useful life in love for Christ and service to neighbor. This is your Christmas present from the Holy Trinity. Have fun rearranging the pieces. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.